As the world becomes more polarized and distorted from reality, Big Red for America breaks down a new concept, value, or debate so you can better understand the history and facts. Using historical data, basic logic, and common sense, we supply honesty and clarity around today's political topics, value sets, and cultural discourse. This is the Big Red for America show. This month, Canada has been overrun by truckers who are protesting vaccine mandates. As the left-leaning media and politicians cry about the protest, they hope we forget about their support for the violently destructive BLM riots. This is Big Red, and you're listening to the Big Red for America show. So if you've, by chance, been living under a rock and don't know about the Canadian trucker protests, aka the Freedom Convoy, let me just give you a a brief rundown. So truckers began heading to Ottawa, Canada, to protest vaccine mandates. They began heading out like late late January, heading to the capital to protest the vaccine mandates. These mandates were passed on January 15th that mandated Canadian truckers that they now had to get vaccinated to cross back and forth between the U.S.-Canadian border. So essentially, Trudeau was locking them out of Canada if they did not want to be vaccinated. So before we get even a lot farther into this, I think it's important to point out that even even Vox, which is a far left-leaning news site, guesstimates that about 90% of the truckers are already vaccinated. So this protest isn't necessarily a whole bunch of unvaccinated wackadoodles taking over Canada or occupying Canada, but it's more about the principle of the mandate rather than the the mandate itself, if it makes sense. So you're going to hear a lot of people talking about, you know, you hear a lot of people on on the left, but just specifically here in America, trying to paint these Canadian truckers as, you know, anti-vax or anti-quote, the science unquote just not just not true and i think a lot of people especially conservatives can be anti-mandate and pro-vax i mean that's that's me personally i am personally very pro vaccine even covid vaccine but i am against the fact that anyone should have to get it and i've explained that in a lot of other shows i've explained it with the roe v wade stuff you know it's interesting that the left tries to tell you what you can do with your body when when they want to be able to tell you what you can do with your body but in other cases like for abortion like no 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 you can't tell me what to do with my body but on the flip side they can tell us what to do with our body so but to to kind of get back on track so it's not really about the vaccine itself because like i said most truckers are vaccinated it's more about the mandate behind it So these truckers drove across Canada and parked essentially in downtown Ottawa, reducing traffic down there to a standstill and essentially gridlocking the capital. The goal is to encourage or persuade Prime Minister Trudeau to lift his restrictions. So what does the left have to say about this freedom convoy. Well, Trudeau, who's the Prime Minister of Canada, he has a lot to say about the truckers. One of the things he said was that they're a, quote, 
small fringe minority of people who are on their way to Ottawa, who are, who are holding unacceptable views that they are expressing. Do not represent the views of Canadians who have been there for each other, who know that following the science and stepping up to protect each other is the best way to ensure our rights, our freedoms, our values as a country, unquote. So that's, that's a, a lot to unpack. But first, Trudeau describes their views as unacceptable. But what exactly are these, quote, unacceptable views that they are expressing? The view is that the government should not be made mandating vaccinations. That's the unacceptable view. So really, unacceptable? Really, Trudeau? I think an unacceptable view is dressing up in blackface multiple times, but uh, I mean, that's, that's just me. Next, Trudeau says that he is, quote, following the science, which is now a leftist term for just abiding by my policies is really what that means. And he finishes it off by, by essentially gaslighting the Canadian public by saying that the only way to ensure, quote, our rights, our freedoms, our values, is to comply with his dictates, the government mandates. And this is what we see on the left all the time. They say, if you comply, then you'll be free. If you give us more power, then you will be free. You see this all the time. We'll be equal if you give us more power. We'll be less racist if you give us more power. And then they get more power. And then it's, oh, no, still need a little bit more. Still need a little bit more of your liberty for you guys to become free. And we only ever see more restrictions. So it's just a classic leftist lie is really what all that is. And just to, and to illustrate this, I just want everyone to remember when they originally said if you got vaccinated, you wouldn't have to wear a mask. And just how quickly that changed. And now it's you have to be trip, you have to be boosted and wear a mask to truly, to truly be respecting, quote, our rights, our values, our freedoms. So it's interesting how quickly that changed, how quickly the left shifts the goal of managing COVID, whatever that is. Originally, it was to completely eradicate the virus, which was never going to happen. So then we go through two years of lockdowns, of mask mandates, of all that. The vaccine rolls out, and then we're still right back to where we are. Vaccine mandates now here in America, mask mandates in some parts of the country. And I guess it's a lot worse up in Canada, but it just goes to show that if you comply, you will not necessarily be more free. Another way Trudeau described the protesters was, quote, a few people shouting and waving swastikas, unquote. But I have yet to see any evidence of that. I think there's been like maybe one photograph of some guy, up, of one guy standing up there with a Confederate flag, and this person does not have the backing of the Freedom Convoy. And I just want to bring out this point that the left constantly used during the BLM riots was that you can't use this one example, this one person, this one random wackadoodle waving a Confederate flag, or in their case, burning, looting, assaulting, murdering. Um, we can't use that one person to then paint the whole riots as violent. That was their whole argument in 2020. But one person sitting up there with a Confederate flag makes the whole movement racist. So I love how that logic is, is consistent as well. Of course, it's not. The left has no standards. When you have double standards, that means you have no standards. But it's just good to point out. So when the left 
tries to talk to you about this, you can just you just need to have these in your back pocket and be able to whip them out and be like, hey, you said this about the BLM rights and now you're saying the complete opposite about the Freedom Convoy. What's up with that? Guarantee you they won't be able to come up with an answer. And the best part about this was as soon as the truckers rolled into Ottawa, the man of the people, the Canadian Prime Minister, went into hiding. <laughs> um, he refused to meet with the truckers. And then he and his family went to a undisclosed location in fear for safety from a bunch of truckers. But this is a complete 180 from how Trudeau interacted with the BLM protests of 2020. Trudeau was willing to meet with the Black Lives Matter movement. He even knelt in a with the protesters during 2020. And when, when he was asked about this, when he was asked why he met with the BLM and not with the Freedom Convoy, he said, quote, I've attended protests and rallies in the past when I agreed with the goals, when I supported the people expressing their concerns and their issues. Black Lives Matter is an excellent example of that. But I have chosen to not go anywhere near protests that have expressed hateful rhetoric, violence towards fellow, fellow citizens, and a disrespect, not just of science, there it is again, so not just of my policies, but the frontline health workers and quite frankly the 90% of truckers who have been doing the right thing to keep Canadians safe to put food on our tables. So first off, it's a, it's a great political strategy, and, a, and it really shows a lot of you as a leader of your country to only meet with people you agree with. I can only imagine how you are expertly leading the people of Canada, right? I mean, we got the exact same thing with Joe Biden, who promised to be a centrist and is now radically left, but, you know, good job, Trudeau. That's, you're, really, you're really showing those truckers. You're really showing the Canadian people that you're an absolute wackadoodle. But... The question was, is Trudeau really aware of the Black Lives Matter riots? I mean, did he have a TV on at any point during in the entire year of 2020 in which he could have seen the BLM riots and the Antifa riots happening in America that's caused, like, I think, $2 billion in damages? So clearly, you know, that protest did express hateful rhetoric and violence towards citizens, obviously, you know, burning, looting, burning down property. And the BLM riot does express hateful rhetoric they encouraged attacks on police and are trying to split the world really america and i'm sure it's the same in canada along racial lines so really trudeau you're not going to have anything to do with protests that express hateful rhetoric and violence towards fellow citizens um, i call i call bs trudeau i call bs because you supported the blm riots which do the exact same things that you're accusing the truckers of doing but because you agreed with them, because it was good for you politically, you decided to go out and meet with the BLM. And perhaps the most interesting thing about all of this, Trudeau sucking up to the Black Lives Matter movement, him going into hiding, him hiding from the Canadian trucker convoy, was that there have been now three photos of Trudeau, three that have leaked, that have showed him in blackface. So this pro-BLM guy dresses up in blackface and goes to parties like it um should that make him a racist yes should the blm hate him yes but they don't because they see him as an ally so it doesn't even matter it doesn't even matter that he dressed up in blackface because he he toes the blm party line and in the same way the blm toes his line so while trudeau calls the truckers quote a few people waving swastikas 
I at least, well, we haven't seen any evidence of that. I do know of one person parading around in blackface, and he happens to be the Prime Minister of Canada. I mean, it's really like calling, it's really the pot calling the kettle black. Ooh. Ooh, I think that was, I think that was too on the nose, so I'm sorry about, <laughs> sorry about that. But it wasn't just Trudeau who had gone crazy. The Ottawa City Council, they had a councilwoman had this, said this about the truckers. I want to ask the mayor if he will pick up the phone and call GoFundMe in the States direct, directly and demand that they cease and desist sending money to these unlawful protesters. And perhaps while he's at it, he could pick up the phone and ask the Prime Minister to do the same. We've had some conversations about perhaps suing GoFundMe, but uh, legal action takes time and this is urgent. We need to cut off the pipeline of funding to these um, uh, people that are unlawfully uh, mercenaries, if you will, that are unlawfully protesting and occupying our communities. I mean, there you go. There you have a councilwoman calling all the truck drivers mercenaries. I mean, has she lost her mind? It really makes me wonder how she would have described the BLM protests. And next, an another example of the classic leftist hypocrisy is the Ottawa police, who are now advocating for arresting truckers and have been confiscating fuel and food. And they said this about providing support. They said, quote, anyone found bringing fuel to the demonstration trucks in the red zone could be subject to arrest and charges, unquote. According to Fox, the Ottawa police described the Freedom Convoy, quote, this is a siege. It is something that is different in our democracy that I have never experienced in my life. The Ottawa police chief also said, quote, we do not have sufficient resources to adequately and effectively address this situation. Beyond this, they've also announced that they are going to track all financial donations to the truckers. Here, watch this video. We have increased ability to identify and target protesters and supporters of protesters who are funding and enabling unlawful and harmful activity by the protesters themselves. Investigative evidence gathering teams are collecting financial, digital, vehicle registration, driver identification, insurance status, and other related evidence that will be used in prosecutions. So Ben Shapiro used that clip actually on his show and he brought up an excellent point. Imagine if the police had done this to the BLM rioters. Imagine the backlash and hate from the media. But this government overreach is okay if, if it's against the people the left doesn't like. And of course, I think it's interesting that the left calls the right anti-democratic. I mean, who's the one here trying to use the, use the powers of the government to crush their opponents? It's almost always the left. Not only that, Ontario also made it illegal to donate money to the Freedom Convoy, obviously in hopes of freezing them out. But this is how the Ottawa police handled the BLM riots. According to CNN, they said, quote, we respect the rights of our residents and community members to speak out when they see injustices and, when we, underst and we understand the community's deep pain and frustration. They also said, quote, our role is to provide a safe space for people to grieve and be heard. So contrast that 
with what they said about the Freedom Convoy. They described it as a siege. And they need more resources to deal with the situation. But according back about two years ago, they said that their role was to provide a safe space for people to grieve and to be heard. But not, of course, not when it's a right-wing protest. Not when the Ottawa police might disagree with the things behind the protest. No, no, no. Then it needs to be shut down. They need to track the financial information. They're, they're not going to give them the space to grieve and be heard. Of course, very logically consistent. We love, we love, we love to see it. It doesn't matter that both protests were, quote, peaceful. According to CNN, the Ottawa Police Service described the BLM protest as peaceful. And then Fox just says that the uh, convoy has been peaceful as it passed through the Canadian towns and cities. And you really haven't heard that much, like, outbreaks of violence or anything like that happening in Canada with the, the truckers even being in Ottawa. It doesn't matter that they're both peaceful. When the left likes it, they'll do what, they'll bend over backwards. They'll do whatever they can to protect it. When, it's, when they don't agree with it, they'll do anything they can to destroy it. Another example of leftist hypocrisy, particularly with the Freedom Convoy and the Black Lives Matter movement, is GoFundMe. GoFundMe took down the Freedom Convoy's donation page, which at the time had over $9 million donations. When they asked why they had taken it down, they said, quote, GoFundMe supports peaceful protests, and we believe that was the intention of the Freedom Convoy 2022 fundraiser when it was first created. They also said, quote, Now we have evidence from law enforcement that the previously peaceful demonstrations has become an occupation with police reports of violence and other unlawful activity, unquote. So just remember that for later. Occupation, police reports of violence, and other unlawful activity, because it's going to come into play later. So GoFundMe was actually going to force donors to request a refund or else they were going to redistribute their funds to another, quote, verified charity of the Freedom Convoy's choosing. But now they're just giving all of the people the money, their money back, which is good. And even though another crowdfunding site has come to the rescue and started collecting funds for the truckers, that's not the point. The point is that, that GoFundMe while taking down the funds for the Freedom Convoy, had supported, actively supported, and even officially tweeted out support for CHOP and slash Chaz. If you for, by chance forgot what that was, CHOP was the Capitol Hill organized protest. And according to Wikipedia, which is a left-leaning source, they described it as, quote, an occupation protest and a self-declared autonomous zone in the Capitol Hill neighborhood of Seattle, Washington. So GoFundMe officially tweets out a fundraiser for chat for Chop slash Chaz, which was an occupation protest. Hmm, something's not adding up. So they took out way the funds for the Freedom Convoy, but not for this protest for Chopper Chaz, but instead they tweeted out, quote, in a community with no police, this farmer is feeding people and bringing them closer together. Learn how you can support Marcus's mission within the CHOP. So like I said before, they won't let you support the Freedom Convoy, which has had very few reports of violence, but they will support CHOP slash Chaz that, over, that literally overtook a police precinct and was home to several shootings and sexual assaults in the few weeks of, it, in the few weeks of its existence. So great, great job, GoFundMe. Great logic right there. Thank you for just being another tool of the left 
to support their causes and crush the right. You'll love to see it. So beyond all the leftist lies and illogic, what are the changes being brought about by these truckers? Are there any? Or are they just eventually going to be crushed by the Canadian government? There actually have been several positive changes in Canada. Several Canadian provinces have actually lifted their COVID restrictions. The Daily Wire reported that Quebec, Alberta, Saskatchewan, and Prince Edward Island have all begun to lift their COVID restrictions in their precincts. The Daily Wire also said that Alberta, quote, dropped its vaccine passport for places such as restaurants immediately and is getting rid of all mask mandates by the end of the month, unquote. So these protests are working, even if Trudeau and the Canadian government is too tyrannical to notice or care. And according to the Calgary Herald, two-thirds of Canadians are ready to drop COVID mandates. So even though Justin Trudeau describes these as a, quote, a few protesters, they are reflecting the feelings of the nation at large. But this isn't stopping Trudeau. Apparently, according to the Canadian Broadcasting Channel, Trudeau is considering using the Emergency Act to, quote, deal with the protests. According to the CBC, quote, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau has told his caucus that he plans on invoking the never-before-used Emergencies Act to give the federal government extra powers to handle the protests across the country, unquote. So this, so that's, of course, always great to see that Justin Trudeau is going to use government power to crush his political enemies. It's always, it's always positive. You always love to see that in a democracy. The act defines a, quote, national emergency as, quote, a temporary urgent and critical situation that seriously endangers the lives, health, or safety of the Canadian of Canadians and is of such proportions or nature as to exceed the capacity or authority of a province to deal with it, unquote. So, just to recap everything, Trudeau, who first described these protests as, quote, a few people shouting and waving swastikas, unquote, now believes that they constitute a national emergency, one that endangers the health and safety of Canadians and requires incredible federal government overreach. Now, this is interesting. I wonder how he's going to describe it as, quote, a national emergency. It, it can't be COVID-related, because remember, 90% of the COVID truckers are vaxxed. They're protesting the mandate more than the vaccine itself. So I don't know how he's going to prove it as a national emergency. But thankfully, these powers have to be acknowledged by the Canadian Parliament, so maybe they will be able to stop him. I mean, I never put my faith in the government, but hopefully, hopefully the Canadian Parliament will stand up and protect the rights of their people. But this is important for us here in America, too. It shows you that standing up to your government does work and can bring about change. I mean, this was clearly shown by the left, who had spent all of 2020 complaining, manufacturing this BLM crisis. And they brought about change. And it shows you that these right-leaning Canadian truckers are also trying to bring about change. So why can't American conservatives protest and bring about change? We need to force our government to drop our COVID mandates and restrictions in our states and nationally as well. And we also need to use our voices to force our government to stop censoring us, to stop censoring free speech. You know, the White House said they're going to they ask big tech to do more to censor, quote, misinformation. 
which as I described on a previous episode is anything that the current administration doesn't like. That's really their definition of misinformation. So we have a voice. We have, you know, numbers. We just need to get out there and make our voice heard. If the left can do it, so can we. So what are my big red takeaways for this episode? The first, as I said before, is that the left has no standards. When you have double standards, it means you have no standards. We saw this in how they were willing to bend over backwards with causes they quote, agree with, and destroy causes that they don't. Just remember what the Ottawa police had to say about it. Our role is to provide a safe space for people to grieve and be heard in regards to the Black Lives Matter protest. But they described the Freedom Convoy as a siege, something that's different in our democracy. We can also see this with GoFundMe, who violated its own, quote, rules by publicly supporting a campaign in an occupation protest, which we saw in Chaz and Chop, but won't support the Freedom Convoy actually took down all their funds. But my second takeaway is that protests can produce good change. Canadians are beginning to see positive changes in their country thanks to, in a large part, these Canadian truckers. This should motivate us as conservatives to get loud and get involved. If the left can protest and make change, so can we. We might have to work harder than they do, and we might be exposed to more government violence than they are, but we can do it if we want to save our country. This is Big Red. You're listening to the Big Red for America show. See you all next week. Did you like what you heard this week? Make sure to give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Spotify and Google Podcasts. You can find us on all your favorite podcast platforms from our site on Anchor FM. If you want to follow us on social media, you'll see our link down in the description. And if you really like it, make sure you share this podcast with all your friends. That's one of the best ways that you can help this podcast grow. Thank you all so much. See you next time.